Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Before we get started, I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you that it's finally here. I am so excited to announce the Rising Leaders Collective Membership is now open. Why Rising Leaders, you ask? Because we all have a leader inside of us who is screaming to rise. The leader who is ready for more growth, connection, expansion, and possibilities. This will include bi-weekly support as you learn to own and stand on your story in a supportive, collaborative space. Want to become an author, podcaster, or business owner by learning how to share your story authentically and in this supportive space, then this is the space for you. You do not want to miss out. There are some incredible promotions for the first 10 people who join. Sign up at the link in the show notes. I'm so excited to support you and bring this vision to life. Now onto the show. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are talking with Leah Valencia Key and all about choosing a life of joy. This is such an incredibly powerful episode. I heard Leah share her story on Lori Harder's podcast a few weeks ago, and I was so blown away by it. And I knew I wanted to ask her to be on this show. And she said, yes, and I'm so thrilled she's here today. Leah is a joy designer and speaker. She has gone from homeless to being in 100 million homes raised in a very humble beginnings in a super impoverished neighborhood of Philadelphia, Leah Valencia Key lived in this homeland shelter with her mother, sister, and brother. And even in dark times, her mom told her, your predicament does not determine your destiny. Love that message. She encouraged Leah to never leave the house without wearing her sparkling earrings because they would serve as reminders of the light that was within her. We talk all things about shattering glass ceilings, how she continued to rise above her challenges by radiating light, choosing joy, taking that extra one millimeter step every single day to change her circumstances. We talked all about how these steps can feel so massive that sometimes we just can't take one more, but it's literally inches away in order to create the change that we want to create in our lives. How big dreams really come true. This, I love this part of the conversation. When you really think that Leah went from living in a homeless shelter to obtaining a bachelor's degree in business, becoming a global hair and makeup artist, leading her to be on the path to be on QVC, to creating her inspiring jewelry to be in over 100 million homes. This is truly a story of inspiration, perseverance, and continuously choosing and following joy. And for all the listeners of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life, in the show notes, Leah has given us a gift of 35% off her jewelry line when you use the link in the show notes to purchase. A special side note, why I find this so 
personally, and it hits home for me is in my lowest days, I really wore words of inspiration. I wore the serenity prayer on my wrist. I wore words that said, choose joy, love, all of the things. And I still wear a bracelet that says, be the change, because I believe that we can all be the change that we wish to see in the world. This is another reason why I absolutely love this line and what she has created. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Please, please share this because her story deserves to be shared and told. Welcome to the show today, Leah. I'm so thrilled to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. So we just, we, this was one of those conversations where I had to hit record because you were just dropping so many good things. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to miss this. So I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm going to, I'm going to chat a little bit about you, your story, your jewelry, what you do. And there was just so many things that you just said, and I love it. So I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about you, who Leah is, and we're going to talk about your jewelry line. Yay. Thank you. I'm honored to be here with you. I love, we were just chatting prior about the title choices. It's it's life-changing in my world. So I'm so excited to like deep dive in to, to choices, but who I am, Leah Valencia Key, I'm born in super humble beginnings. I've grown up and I was born in darkness. I like to describe it that way because I was born in Philadelphia, the most impoverished, one of the most impoverished areas in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And my, we lived, my family, so I have my mother, single mother, brother and sister, I'm the youngest. And my mother was born in poverty. And so that generational curse, if you will, spilled over to my mother. And so we were born and I was born in poverty. And it went from poverty, meaning living in a neighborhood with violence in every block, trash riddled on the streets, abandoned buildings, all, all of this darkness, to destitute when my mother broke her leg in several places and she can no longer even work the minimum that she was working. So there was a moment where she's barely getting her children home from school and we get to live under someone's dilapidated house in a basement. And that was home for us though. And we get to that home and the door is padlocked because my mother couldn't pay rent. And so at that moment, we were destitute because not only did we have nothing in the minimal, now we had nothing in the actuality. All of our items were locked in and we actually had no home. Wow. And that uh, was major for me to not have a place and see my mother. I think the more real power is to see a mother. I was young, so I'll give you the perspective of age about the third grade. I always give it in grades. I don't know why I black tragedy out <laughs> and I get bits and pieces of tragedy, but I remember grades because school has been pinnacle in my life. So about third grade, this happened. And then we actually had to find a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. So a homeless shelter, no one knows what it looks like. It is the one that we were immediately moved into was like a big gym and the cots inches away from each other. And mothers with children, the little belongings they had holding onto their children and their little belongings on this one cot and there's moaning and there's crying and there's profanity and there's hopelessness. Just the sound of the room is consistent of darkness, mm-hmm. hopelessness and trauma. 
But the beauty that I love to share to whoever's listening, which was a seed, I'll say this was a seed for me. In the midst of all of that, if you can have a visual of that, my mother looked down at her children and told us that your predicament does not determine your destiny. Third grade, I can't give you the age young, I guess younger than 10, right? That was a seed. So I didn't really get those words, Mm -hmm. but it was planted. I remember it clearly because now I'm 42 and I can say that back and I could see that and say it, but it, it didn't, I didn't understand that. So fast forward, we're still homeless and another homeless shelter where they transport you to a building with so many people. And now we have a room the size of a broom closet and it's four of us in like a broom closet. And you have to eat in a big cafeteria, stand in line and that trauma. And I'm starting to follow my dark environment. I'm starting to misbehave in school, act like the trauma that's around me because I'm young. And the pinnacle of my life that I love to say that my light was turned on is I'm coming back from school and I'm walking into the homeless shelter door and my mother stops me and she says, Leah, do you want to be a follower or do you want to be a leader? Random, because now we're fast forward about fifth grade. Yeah. I'm a little older now. I'm still baby, still young. And I don't get where this is coming from. <laughs> like, what? I'm looking at her crazy. And she gets the perplexedness in a fifth grader's face. And she says, because right now you're following and you're following everything that's around you. And guess what, Leah? You're going to become everything that you see around you. You're going to stay in it and you're going to become it. Or Leah, here's our word. Mm-hmm. you have the power to choose. Mm-hmm. You have the power to choose to lead your life. You can choose to lead your life in light. You can choose to follow your dreams. You can choose to find the light within you and walk towards your destiny. And she paused and she left me there and said, so Leah, you choose. And I still get emotional about it. I get emotional for you because I, I I mean, I look, I mean, it's so powerful to me. What was your mom like? Because that is such, Mm -hmm. when I think of how so many parents parent, they tell their kids what to do. They tell them how to act, how to show up, all of the things. I see that like she was more of leading you, like what is possible, not telling you what to do, but letting you choose and that's an empowering spot. So obviously, like your mom must have been a very special person. Very special. I thought it was magical too. I call it ordained because normally parents just tell your children what to do. That's kind of what parents do. But I feel like that was an ordained moment where she knew the power of choice was in my hands and she wanted So why were we in that situation? We were in this poverty and homelessness because I self-diagnosed my mother. My mother died at a very early age. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I said that diagnosed her as being paralyzed by fear, being paralyzed by society's stereotypes that were placed on her as a black woman raised in poverty, born in poverty, all of those things 
weighed on her life and she was paralyzed by it. I feel by fear of physically trying to move out of um, what generations had put on her. But what I loved about her, so I call her one of the most brilliant women I know is because even though physically she couldn't move out of it, she had this power of mouth Mm-hmm. And she had a power of a pen too. She could write you. I didn't get that gift, but she could write you something fierce. Like she would write a teacher note. She would never physically go because she was bound by physicalness. She couldn't mm-hmm. physically move out of her traumas. But she would, if someone's going, she would write a note of power and you give this to the teacher. And I don't know what those notes said because I could barely read still. And, and that teacher would turn around. So she had the power of pen and the power of words. And she knew that her words would be life-changing in the hearts of her children. No matter what what she was bound in, she would speak life into her children. And I honor her and I'm, I'm honored that I can be on podcasts like yours to shine her light to the world that she had this power to give. So she was giving me the blessing of life through words and through choice. And maybe I'm self-diagnosing here and we'll never know because she's no longer with me, but maybe she knew choice was power and she couldn't physically choose, right? Because of the traumas that she was battling. But if, if she could speak choice into the life of her children, just maybe they could shatter the chains that she couldn't shatter. And I think that is so wonderful to give me the opportunity to possibly do something different that she couldn't physically do. And I took those words. And in that moment, I'm getting emotional now. (laughs) In that moment at fifth grade, remember I said third grade when she spoke, predicament doesn't determine your destiny was a seed for me. I didn't understand it. But in that moment, immediately I got it. Immediately got the power of choice the way she presented it to me. And I, she left me there by myself. So I'm standing there and I'm thinking in my head, I remember this vividly, weirdly, because you asked me anything else, I can't remember. But I remember saying to myself, wow, I have the power to choose? Like, I don't have to follow what I see. Like, I don't have to do that because I thought that I, I was here, that everyone else is doing it. I do it. That's what we do. I got that, wow, I can choose this thing? Immediately the next day I went back to school and I was asking my teachers, how do I get better grades? How do I bring my grades up? I asked my teacher, what do I do? How do I see something different than what I'm seeing? And they told me after school activities. And this spiral of choice started to happen for me. And I started choosing and choosing but what I realized in life world, I was choosing these life things of education. But what I was really choosing was life. What I was really choosing was life. And I think that's magical. So whoever's listening right now, I'd love to speak into your life like my mother spoke into my life. That choice in a positive direction can speak light into your life, even in the midst of the most darkest situations. We were talking earlier. What I realized in my life is when we think of choice, we can get very overwhelmed and maybe paralyzed like my mother if we think of choice in these big things. But if you think of choice in these micro 
or millimeter for the concept of jewelry. And we'll get to how I got to jewelry. But in these millimeter things, I was telling you that when you create jewelry, I hand sketch all of my jewelry. So when I submit my hand sketch, my jewelry is designed to visual representation to remind you of these life inspirational moments, to click you into light, click you into perseverance. Valencia meaning brave. The name of my jewelry brand is Valencia Key. Valencia meaning brave. Now this is the name my mother birthed me, genius woman. I I didn't get it. She must have saw it before. Valencia meaning brave and key meaning to unlock, right? So every time you wear my jewelry, my prayer, my mission is that you wear this wearable light and joy that unlocks the bravery, the purpose, the choice, the light and the power in your life. But when you get to these designs, A millimeter changes the look of jewelry. A millimeter up or down makes it look luxe or not luxe. A millimeter right or left makes it look pretty or not pretty. It's that magical how these small, minute differences matter in visuals. So then if you take that back to the reality of life, a millimeter decision will change the trajectory of your life. And we don't really take power into that often. We think of the big vision and how do I get to the big vision? And, oh my God, it's too big. I can't accomplish that. Well, you probably won't be able to accomplish that big vision. Sit the big vision out in the atmosphere, then come back down and say, but what millimeter choice can I make? And if you live in life by millimeters and millimeters of choices, meaning these small choices, it will literally change the trajectory of your life. I know it to be true because that's how I'm able to sit here with you today. I make millimeter choices. One millimeter choice was go to school and ask the teacher how. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the books and try to figure out how do I study better or learn more, or all these big things to try to change my grade. How? That's a small thing. But, but how so unfolds, right? Yeah, it's so powerful because it's like day after day, you can add those little millimeter, like they compound on each other. And I think that is definitely something that is, I just love how you have explained that because I think too often, a lot of us will set these big goals. A couple of years ago, I stepped away from goal setting of all kinds. And I focus on like intention. What do I, how do I want to live and show up today? What are my choices today that will add up to take me in that direction? instead of just focusing on it. And it sounds so small, but it really made me think of it like the millimeter decisions. And it's the millimeter decisions every day that add up and compound to take me to where I originally said I wanted to go on. It's not that I don't focus on that, but that's not where I put my energy because that's in the future. I mean, it could turn out 10 times better than I ever expected. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It takes the pressure off of you. Pressure kills. It's a rapper. I love quoting artists. And I don't know which rapper said this, but I want to pressure bust pipe. Pressure will kill you. And when you put this heavy pressure of trying to accomplish a big choice or big dream on you, some people are built to, to carry a bunch of pressure and keep going. A lot of us are built that we break in the in the midst of powerful pressure. So the way to kind of relieve some of that pressure, open a pressure valve, if you want a visual, 
the way to open a little pressure valve to release the tension and say, what's the smallest choice I can make today? Mm. God, that is beautiful. Right. And that's beautiful. And then I know a lot of people put time limits on stuff. And I think it's great if you're a time limit person and I honor you and I don't talk against it. But I would like to say if you're someone that becomes very drowned in that concept of putting a date or a time frame or a pressure number on when to accomplish something, I encourage you, it's okay not to have a five-year date on something. Your goal is to do millimeters of action throughout your day, every day. And maybe you'll do it in five, maybe you'll do it in two. And so it changes the, the, the concept of how you're really pressuring your life so that you can get to the light. Because my goal in life, my purpose in life is that we all have greatness inside of us. We all have light inside of us and we have all of this prosperous destiny and purpose. It's in us. No one is born. We're gifts to the world. We are God's gift. Everyone that was blessed to see this earth is God's gift. Whoever's listening, you are God's gift. I don't know if you've ever been told that, even if you don't believe in God, whoever your creator is, you are a gift because the odds of you getting here (laughs) is is a miracle in itself. So that means you have a miracle inside of you. And if you have a miracle inside of you, no matter how big that miracle is or how small that miracle is, it doesn't have to be a big business. It could be just living a life of love. It could be, I just want to have a child so that I can nurture them. It could be whatever your gift is, do it because God put it in you to do. But the way to get there is to find ways to release the pressure to accomplishing it. Because I think society puts a lot of pressure on us. I love all the things that you said there, because I think I have to assume that those are the steps like literally you have had to take. So when we go back to right, the girl in grade five, who now is asking for help, did you just continue to build on that as you went? And then like, you literally kept changing your story. Every day. Yeah. Every day is a change. Every moment, every how, what, where? Because I know where I don't want to be. I may not even know where I want to go. Right. But I know where I don't want to be. That's another thing I'd love to touch someone's heart. Someone's like, well, I don't know my dream. I just don't like this. <laughs> like, I get it. That was me. Like, my dream dreams didn't start to truly unveil where I clearly wanted till I was late 30s. But, but I, I always got a flicker of joy. I love, you'll hear me talk about joy and life. So if you don't know your dreams or where you want to be and you know where you are is not joy or there's some more joy, even if you're in joy, I love, you know, my hearts are also big CEOs of companies and, and these big accomplished people. I'm not forgetting about you either. Sometimes you're sitting in, in these beautiful life things And the world is like, oh, my God, I want to be you. That's so amazing. In your spirit, you're like, yes, I'm so excited I did it. But there's something else. Mm -hmm. But if I leave it, then it's crazy. And if it's something else, then go get your something else. Because the life that we live has to be a life full of joy. We've got to find it every moment. The the reason why I'm, I'm in pursuit of this joy thing is I don't think my mother 
lived in joy. I think my mother died before she even could experience life's joy. She probably had joyful moments, but a life of joy never lived it. And so it is my living purpose to live out joy throughout my entire life on the days that I'll be on this earth and then bring people along with me to enjoy this joy journey with me. Because I don't want anyone to leave a earth without enjoying life, without understanding what joy feels like. So what does that mean? That means inner whispers are inside of you telling you what joy is to you. And you're not listening. You're trying to follow what society says. You're trying to follow what you see outside of you. And all these external factors are pulling you to be something. And it's not joyful to you. I'm asking you to listen to the inner whisper, the godly whisper that's inside of you, because that's where joy lives for you. Pursuing it will be painful. <laughs> I think it's so good what you just said there, because pursuing it, oh my gosh. So do you think then that a little quick backstory years ago, when we were in the middle of our challenges with our kids, a counselor said to me, like, where do you experience joy? And I'm like, joy, like, are you out of your mind? What's joyful about what I'm living with? She goes, there has, you have to find it. We might not know what it is, but we know what we don't want. And I think that when we're paralyzed by fear, to use your words from the beginning, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can find joy in that space, because I see that as a like paralyzed by fear being almost in this cage of not moving. And there's no judgment because we've all had these moments. I'm paralyzed by fear a lot of times. I just decide to break that shackle and make a millimeter move. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think you can't, you can't be stuck and paralyzed by fear and understanding what joy is. I think it requires stepping, making steps away to move, like, because the fear is there. I think this is the big misconception is that you're going to be able to do this without fear. There's always no. fear. It's always Sorry, fear. Fear is yeah. good. Fear is good. Stop, stop being mad at fear. Yeah. Fear is alert. Fear is an alarm. It's an emotion. It cre- it's created. Every emotion serves a purpose in life. Yes. It's how much I heard this somewhere. And I'm so sorry if I don't quote the person who said it, because I can't remember the person, but it's how, and I think it's a little of me in there with that person, (laughs) how much of a magnitude do you allow that emotion to control? Emotion is a beautiful thing. Cry, laugh, sorrow, hurt, all of that's beautiful. It's telling you how you're doing in life. Mm -hmm. It's checking in. I have a bracelet about joy check, peace check, love check. Everything in life is checks and balances within you. When you get sick, it's a signal that something is wrong. It's checking in. How much power do you give to that emotion is where we struggle in life. I like to revisit the joy thing. You are captivated by fear. You're paralyzed by fear. You are chained down, for example. Let's say you're in that moment. There is a whisper inside of you that is telling you some part of what joy is to you. I promise you, because a dream comes, no one is without vision. Mm -hmm. I I believe it to be true. I'm not in everyone's brain, but if something flickers of impossibility to you, that's a vision and a dream and a movement to joy. It's like, oh my God, I'm in fear. I hate this. But oh, if I could fill in the blank. Oh, I'd love it if fill in the blank. We all have that. I don't know many people who don't. I can't say all, so I'll say 99.9. So I'm not. 
most of us have it. The oh, if and if I and what that's where joy lies. Mm-hmm. The possibility. The possibility of the, the impossible. When something impossible comes in your head, that kind of gives you a ooh. Then you get back to fear because you're like, oh, but then I looked around to my reality. We kill it too quick. Live in the vision, live in the dream. We got to dream a little more. Mm-hmm. Allow the dream to overcome you. Start to see the dream. Allow fear to shackle you because we can't change that right now if you're living in it. Let fear be all around you. But then that when that dream comes or that vision comes or that ooh comes or that wish, I wish I, we all have those. If I could, I wish I, some of it comes in different ways. That's why I'm giving you examples because I don't want you to count your joy out, right? If I, whatever that is, joy is lying in that. Live in that a little bit. If I would, see what it looks like in your dreams. One of my mentors, Vicky Sai. I call her a sister. She's bigger than a mentor. She's family founder of Tatcha Skincare. Told me one day when I started speaking my dreams to her, she said, close your eyes and see it. Mm-hmm. Tony Robbins does this in one of his events. Close your eyes and see. You already paralyzed by fear. So you got a little moment, <laughs> right? So, so take your time and see the if, see the wish, see the coulda, see the dream. But see it clear, like what does it look like? Allow your brain to see the impossible fully. Don't cut it off. We cut it off so quick that we can't see it. Let it roll. And then now you have a picture of what joy looks like. Once we see what joy looks like, we can find it. It's like looking looking at it on a map, right? So you see it, now you take your millimeter moment and say, okay, that's a big, crazy thing right there I just saw. That was a good movie, <laughs> and it made me smile. That's joy. If it made you smile, that's joy. So, okay, that movie was beautiful, and I want to tell you now it's possible, but then how is it possible? All right, what does that... So now I got to come all the way back to reality in my real pain moment of where I'm at. What would one small move look like to possibly move me a micro movement closer to that big dream I just saw. That's how you start getting joy in your life. The action of doing something toward, maybe not even getting to it, the action of doing something towards your joy is walking in joy. Because you're not allowing yourself to be overcome by all of this external reality world that you're living in. So, so, so beautiful. Is that the process that you personally went through as you created your jewelry line? Like, did you, did you have that download moment of, oh, I think I'm supposed to do this. What did that look like? Yeah. So, oh, I love it. Everything I say is I live, right? My mother, before she passed, she started to see me choosing life. And right before she passed, she said, oh, Leah, wow, you are radiating. You are living out light. And she then gave me these little earrings, little sparkly earrings. They were cheap, but they, the symbol, the symbols are so powerful. And she said, wear your earrings always. 
as a visual reminder that you always have light inside of you and all you have to do is choose it. Because sometimes you're not going to remember it. The mind is wild. My mind is wild. It can go some really dark places. I don't know if anyone else can experience that. And I'm scared of my mind. Like, oh, why'd you go there though? We're good. What are you doing? (laughs) So, and I love this reminder, these earrings. So I became the, I became obsessed, if you will, with the idea of jewelry being this tangible, wearable reminder of light and possibility. And so as a hobby, my mother then passed. And then I thought of my grandmother and my grandmother every time. So my grandmother lived in squalor and poverty also, and I would come and see her and ceilings falling down and not heaven. But there's some really key points. She would always be beautifully dressed for whatever she had, look neat, beautiful, and always have a ring on, a necklace on, and some clip-on earrings. And I would say, Grandma, why are you so dressed up? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't even get it. You're sitting in this sorrow, and from what I'm seeing, but you're looking great. What's the... And she said, well, A, I'm dressing for the Lord. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh. I love it. And then she said, I put these on to bring me to the best place. Mm-hmm. And she would look at my hands and I never wear rings. And she said, oh, Leah Valencia Key. Leah Valencia. That's why I actually named my jewelry. I never got into that. But like, why, why Valencia Key? When my grandmother was serious, she would always say my entire name. Mm-hmm. If she was saying something like, she would say Leah. Okay, I get it. Just go. But if it was something to get, she would Leah Valencia or Leah Valencia Key. And I was, I thought it was so cute. I'm like, ew, okay, focus. Um, so I would focus in and she would look at my hand. She would say, oh, Leah Valencia, what are you doing? You always need a ring on those hands. So like you always you always need to, to have adornments of light on your hands. And her, the hands were her thing and the earrings were my mom's. Thing. And so this concept of jewelry being able to be this bridge to light and to confidence and to brilliance in the world, even when it's not brilliant physically, it was ingrained in me in so many symbolic ways. So I started to just hand sketch jewelry as my personal hobby. And I would just sketch jewelry because I self-proclaimed artist and like, well, what would this jewelry look like to symbolize certain pathways to life? Mm-hmm. And thinking of what my mother said, like, how would I sketch that to inspire someone to when they look at that to keep pursuing prosperity or to live out their dreams? I just did it. So then we fast forward and I just start to choose life. And that's why I say your dreams don't have to be so finite in the beginning. They don't have to be so like packaged in a bow. Nothing in my life is packaged in a bow. It's got tears in it. What did Maya Angelou say? It's got torns, tacks, all these things. Exactly. Right. And, and so I went on to my journey. And one thing I found, that's why I told you that pre-story, my heart, I went to get a master's degree. I went all the way and got a master's degree in education. And I was the only person in my family and in my environment that went that far in education. 
which is magical to me. That was beautiful. And, and as a life thing, and I needed to do it, but it wasn't joy to me. And so I listened to the inner whisper. I felt like I was moving for life. I felt like I was, life said, get this degree. And life said, if you get this, then that's the right way. But my inner spirit said, you love art. It's your thing. It's what makes you smile. Follow what makes you smile. And art made me smile. And my my closest thing that I could do for art, this is going to be random. So know that life is random. And I was like, I paint, I hand sketch. But what if I could turn my art and do it as like hair and makeup? That's a form of art. So I, I found art as my first way of income by going back to school with a master's degree and going to cosmetology school and find and following this art journey. That art journey, my mother also nugget that I want to share with anyone that's listening is if you start something, finish it. I used to initially be a quitter. Like in in my young days, if I didn't like it, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. (laughs) And my mother would say, you started it, you finish it. There's nothing great in this world that's done halfway. Love that. Now, once you complete it, if you've decided it no longer serves you, you can say you've accomplishment and you can put that accomplishment on yourself of completion. Mm-hmm. But there's not one person, you know, you go and you complete. And so that every time I want to quit something like my business every day, P.S. because <laughs> of the struggle, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to complete it. And so I don't even know what completion looks like with it. So I got to keep going. I decided that I would go all the way back to cosmetology school and, got, and so cosmetology the highest level of cosmetology you could get is an instructor's license so i'm like okay mom said complete you're not here i'm gonna follow you i completed i got a cosmetologist license and that took me on a journey to work at qvc i knew i didn't want to work in a salon i knew i just wanted to do art without a pressure of clients coming and having fun i just wanted to do art And I knew that QVC, weirdly, I found this out just by working in a cosmetic store, was 24 hour on air. So that means it was 24 hour styling going on. Right. And I targeted that. So in life, I'd like to say, decide a dream, put it big in the world. And that's your target. So then now you can start micro moving to your target, like little Pac-Man, little bites, little bites, little bites to to your target. And so then now QVC became my target because I didn't want to really be in a salon. I swept floors in a salon. Here's a good nugget for you. When you have a dream, sometimes you got to come down to go back up. Yep. Like I had this master's degree and I didn't really get any great salary from a master's degree, but the world said that was great. But I knew that wasn't my joy. And I was going to follow my joy, but my joy then had me with a master's degree sweeping floors. <laughs> it was a bridge, right? It was like a bridge. It was a bridge. And I gladly, with joy and a little struggle bus, but my overall movement knew I was joy. So let me explain joy for you. Joy is an unwavering, overarching understanding of pleasantries of life's goodness if that makes sense. Joy is not happiness. Because when I was sweeping floors, sometimes I wasn't happy. <laughs> but great explanation. This is great. I love it. I love it. Right. 
But joy knew I was in joy because I knew I was sweeping floors towards a dream. Mm -hmm. I was sweeping floors because I was in a salon that was teaching me the art that I wanted to learn so well. That was joyful to me. So in the moments of sweeping floors, that wasn't happy. But the mission that I was on, micromillimeter movements to my joy, was that overarching joy. Understand your emotions and what they're doing to you because we'll confuse happiness, we'll confuse lack of happiness and destroy our whole trajectory. Happiness comes in and out. Somebody's going to make you mad in a second. Mm -hmm. Does that kill the whole entire mission? (laughs) No. Look at the big picture and say, oh, but that big picture is joy. Right. So so that happened and I learned and I learned. And then I finally got the nugget here is speak your dreams into the world. I told everybody that I wanted to work for QVC, never say it to ask for anything. I don't believe I'm still learning how to ask. I don't I don't feel comfortable asking yet. I think God blesses me. I, I put my ask to God. Mm-hmm. I pray to God everything I need. And sometimes I forget. I'm like, why am I struggling this? Oh, you didn't ask God. You asked a human. Oh, got it. Let me go to God and ask. And whoever you believe in, that's yep. not I said. I asked God for my dreams. And then God then sends his whisper down to an earth angel. And then an earth angel replies to God's calling. And that's when you get pure gifts. When God whispered to someone to give you or to bless you or to move you or to, then you're literally, and that's, so that's how my life has moved. Most of it is I ask God and then God whispers to someone and says, call Leah or tell Leah or say to Leah. So that's just been magical. So I throw that in your life, but say your dreams to the world. I believe you got to get it out of your inner spirit. It circles all in you. And that's challenging when a dream is circling within a confined container, it can't grow. When you speak it out into the world, you give it wings so it can fly and grow and manifest. And you've put it out into the world of earth angels, not expecting anything. And then God whispers to the earth angel and plants it to someone and it comes back to you. So I told everyone about this QVC dream. Da, da, da. Everyone, I mean, you could be standing next to me in Rite Aid, and if you said a pleasant word, and it was maybe more than two sentences, the next thing I'd probably say was, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm dreaming of being QVC because I just got my God, and, da, 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 and then move on, right? It would just be that. So I finally met someone random in a bartending. I had to bartend to support myself on this journey, sweeping floors, and this random gentleman, I remember vividly, Fred, it was just he and I, it was empty. And I'm, he gave me two sentences. And my next sentence was, oh my God, I want to work for QVC. I don't know how it came out. And he said, wow, really? I know someone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the message here is don't live in a world of judgment, stereotype and, and assumption. Because you can kill a lot of your dreams that way. Because if I had lived into a stereotype mindset, I would have said, no, I'm not giving you blah, 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 because I'm thinking of this. And I said, okay, yes, here's my information. You said it. I believe it. You'll prove it. The next day, his friend was texting me. His friend texted me this whole 
P.S. It took me five years. I was submitting my resume to PVC for five years. No, not qualified, not qualified. This this young lady, Stephanie Humphrey, messaged me. She didn't know me from anything. God's earth angel whisper. That's the whisper. Messaged me and says, oh, I work there. Here's the salon person's name. Tell them that I referred you. Didn't know me from anything. From that blessing, I was able to walk into the doors of QVC. I'll speed it up. That unlocked my next to me unlocking. Because mm-hmm. now I was in a building of dreamers and also people who made people's dreams live. So these entrepreneurs and these business owners, I was styling them. Every hour on the hour, I was styling hosts that were going and putting people's dreams into the world. And I was around the magnificent world of possibility every single day. And these two earth angels, Jamie Kern Lima, a creator of It Cosmetics. She also has a New York Times bestseller. Yes, it is. Phenomenal book. Believe it, read, believe it yet, get it home because it it magically talks about choice and it really talks about these movements to get to your dreams. It's, it's powerful. Jamie Kernlima and Vicky Side, who I mentioned, they saw my light and they just took me under their wing as a sister and they showed me around the world and they introduced me to rooms that I didn't even know were possible. And they took this stylist that probably shouldn't have been in these business meetings and press rooms and they just sit here with me and just let me sit and they showed me this world of possibility. So I I say that to say that people are magical in your life, but you have to start pure. You have to start with a life of light. Intentionally use that word intentional when we were previously talking. Mm You have to intentionally choose. That's why my bracelets, joy, love, and peace, and they have a check on it. Every day you need to check in with love, joy, and peace intentionally with no expectation in the world, but that's who you intentionally decide to be. And when you organically, and to me, those three, joy, love, and peace, Because when you have joy and you have love, but you're agitated in your spirit, that's an uneasy energy that is put out in the world. So you got to find a way to neutralize your spirit around you. And when you have those three and you choose those three daily, moment by moment, you create light within you. And when you create this organic light within you, it radiates out as energy in the world and people catch it. They know truth. People know purity and they know and they just want to grab it up because it's not regular. (laughs) And so these wonderful loves, Jamie and Vicky grabbed me up and they took me and showed me. And I start to see as I was styling them as a hair and makeup artist. The last kind of things that we would do, they always have an outfit ready, pre. But the last choices would be, what earrings am I going to wear? What what bracelet am I going to, what necklace do I see? They were sealing in the bravery. They were sealing in the courage. They were sealing in the momentum with these symbols, these wearable symbols that really mattered, that sealed the deal before they walked out 
into a big cell or they walked into this big on-air presentation. And I immediately, after seeing it over and over in gear, I'm like, whoa, you're sketching jewelry. That's a purposeful dream that your mother told you. These symbols matter in life, these wearable moments, because they couldn't go on air with their mother or their encouraging tapes, but they could wear a piece of jewelry that meant something to them or that gave them the courage that unlocked it every moment. And that's when I knew I had to choose this beauty that God had given me over from darkness to light. I like to look at my life from darkness to light. And it had to be bottled up into wearable joy and wearable light. So every woman, every man could have the opportunity to wear these symbols and keep persevering and unlocking their light because there's power in that. And that's how all of these, you look at these three women, me, Jamie, Vicky, and then every other woman, I could list them down that have been earth angels in my life. They're just not the only ones, but they're visual ones that you probably connect to. And all are symbols that they unlock light every moment. And that's how I started to take my sketches and jump <laughs> to start this dream of a business and create Valencia Key so that every heart can unlock and have wearable pieces that unlock this beauty in their life. And I had no understanding of it. And I just do every day. So you're sitting with me now with making millimeter micro movements <laughs> toward allowing this joy and purpose be present in the world. Oh, I can't, I mean, absolutely adore you and love, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that part of your story and how it unfolded. And I think it's so magical in the sense that you had this vision that you spoke to life of going and working at QVC, mm -hmm. but not having a clue how that would happen because we caught in the how. And I love the piece about, you know, the message, the whisper coming down, because I always say like, we keep talking and we put those visions out to life, but it's another person that's going to open the door because mm -hmm. don't speak. Like it's not actually my door to open. Another mm -hmm. person opens it and now I can see the path and so you're now at QVC and working because a beautiful stranger pretty much opened and connected the door, right, for you. Mm -hmm. And then now, now from there, it takes you into the space of creating your own jewelry, which is really when you can look back at your life in reverse and connect the dots. It must be such a like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense how it all unfolded. Wow. I like, And this is for everybody's life. I'd love you to understand and and I'll I'll close, I'll round that story up to say from homeless to now on a hundred million homes because my jewelry is on QVC. And my jewelry is on QVC, not because me being a stylist, it was actually even harder because there's no nepotism in there. They play no games. So you gotta work three times as hard to really prove yourself. And so from homeless to 100 million homes now with my jewelry on QVC is a magical thing. And it's not reserved for me. No. That's what I want everybody to know. My journey is a visual picture to show your life and see how it's possible. And there's some things as I start hearing you pull out back to me, I'd love to share whoever's listening Say yes to every beautiful opportunity that life gives you. 
Say yes, even when you don't know how to do it. Say yes, even when you're fearful. As soon as you're fearful of it, not because it's a negative fear, like danger, stranger, but like fearful that I can't, fearful I'm not capable, fearful I'm not worthy, fearful I, I don't deserve, fearful fill in the blank of insecurity. Say yes. Mm-hmm. God's going to fill in the how. You say yes. That's the first millimeter action. If you're like, well, what's the first millimeter action I should do, Leah? Say yes. <laughs> say yes. Say yes to choice. Say yes to ch- finding the light even when you can't see it. Seek the light. We always think we should be born into it or it should just co- seek it. It's there. It's out here. Seek light in everything you do. And when you seek it in, in small form, it manifests into these big things. I said yes to God's whisper in all of these different random things. I like to tell the cosmetology story because it's random. (laughs) I have a master's degree in education. It's random, but I just kept saying yes to what God was placing at my steps. And God said, don't know the how and the what. I'm ordering your steps. Mm -hmm. I just need you to make the steps. I can't do anything. Unaware. Yeah. Right? He can't do anything. They can't do anything. Nothing can happen if you don't make the steps. Yeah. But we can't a lot of times, and I find myself doing it. I have to check myself out of it. We cancel the steps out because of our human logic. We don't be too logical in life. Some of my blessing is I'm not that logical. (laughs) I think. I think that's a good thing sometimes. I I need people around me that are logical to help me a little bit, but don't logic yourself out of greatness. Mm -hmm. Impossibility. Well, I can't really read that well, so I can't write that well, so I I can't write a good email that will just do a bad email and bad grammar. Try to check it over. Try to ask a friend to to do it. If they can't, just still send the email. Somebody have a heart. My, My number one nugget is that put a couple emojis in there to allow them to understand your emotion and send it off. <laughs> oh. It's your heart that matters. I, everything in life that you do is your heart that matters. Is your intention that matters. And if you can do everything with an intention of love, with an intention of light, with an intention of joy, and in the energy of peace, Great things will always happen, even in a trauma, because I'm still going through trauma and trials and hardships through just being an entrepreneur. It's hard, everybody. But it's very hard, but it's okay because I understand how to recheck myself back into the balance of a beautiful life. And that's what I want us all to have. Oh, I love, I love all of that. There's, you just said so much and shared so much value with everyone here. And I absolutely love it. Um, I, I just want to share as you talked about, like, you know, stepping, taking that micro, the millimeter step and fear, I've been challenging myself like every day, can, what's one thing I can do that makes me uncomfortable? What is one thing that I can do that is a step and reach? And I have to say, when I heard your podcast, I was like, oh, I so want the chance to interview her. Then the second thought is, but who am I to think like, mm-hmm. it's an, I'm just being human, right? I'm just being, human. I love it. Yeah, that's us. Real. real. We do yeah. it. We yeah. all do it. Yeah, we all do it. And I was like, but 
you can do it and not be attached. I, I did it with the intention of like wanting the opportunity to share your story. I knew you had so much gold nuggets you could share with people. I really did. And I was like, nope, you're not going to be attached to it. And I can't tell you how many times it has turned out that it's like, well, that was a beautiful connection. And it's because if we get out of our own head, right, we have to get out of our own head and follow that step. The other reason why I was so called to connect with you is years ago when I was like in the depth of my depression and not sure what to do with my life, I would wear jewelry. I couldn't afford very much. I would wear jewelry that had like, I would wear the serenity prayer on my wrist. I would read it all day. Like every time I would feel like, I don't know if I could do this. I'm like, okay, stop. God grant me this. And I would just read it. I had one that said love. I still have one that says be the change because when I feel like I don't know what to do next, it's like, okay, be the change that you wish to see. Like be that change. Don't complain about what others are doing be the change that you want to be. And so that was what really, really spoke to me in you and your jewelry design and everything that you do. So I would love for you to just explain like a little bit more about your jewelry and what, what it entails. Yes. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Everything you said is what I dream for my jewelry. Love it. I dream, I dream that you wear Valencia key jewelry in the greatest of your lifetimes. Mm-hmm. I, I want it, I want it to be a celebratory moment also where like you are, you are the change. You are living the change. You are, your dreams are happening and you look at it and you're like, yep, I knew it was possible. <laughs> like you're gonna prove right here. Is that possible? I want you to gift it to your daughters or your sons and bless them with a piece that they can wear that has power infused in it of love that says, no matter what this very interesting world does to you, you find your inner self and you stick close to it and you choose and you unlock your you every step of the way. And here's proof that it's possible because here's this lady's journey. And if she can do it, so can you. I want you to wear Valencia key jewelry in your darkest, most challenging times of your life. And just like you said, I'd love for you to look at it and and say that I can unlock my life. I can get to my dreams. I can even not dreams. I, I want you to wear it when you're in rough situations where you don't know where to turn and you can't really call somebody and you look at it and you say, but okay, what millimeter choice can I make? Because I know that a millimeter choice can change me out of this situation if I just keep making a millimeter choice. And, and that's my prayer for the jewelry, that it is a generational wearable thing and that I start to hear your stories. I, I have a story of one of my, she's now a dear friend, who messaged me and said, I got your earrings and I wear it through every most important meeting that I walk into. And she wore it to one of her biggest writing meetings where she actually had a meeting with a publisher. And that's where all that self-doubt comes in. This is a big publisher. I'm like, who am I? All of that self-doubt. And she said she clicked on her sparkle and belief earrings and she put them on and said, 
I believe and know that my light is worthy to be in the room. That's why I'm welcomed into the room. And so when I get in the room, I'm going to sparkle like nobody's watching. And she nailed one of the biggest writing deals of her life wearing Valenciaga, that just mindset. I mean, that's magical to me. I have parents saying, I gifted my daughter who's struggling with insecurity right now. I, that's why I also live out my visual me because I want everyone, just be your own visual you. And, and that's my dream. And I'm honored if you wear it to live your life in light and to your fullest purpose and potential because that's my purpose on this earth to bring people with me to live out their purpose, to bring people with me to find their joy because I know what joy look, I know what dying before joy looks like. And I saw it in my mother and it is my mission to bring, I'm on a joy crusade and a light crusade to bring everyone with me to live this life that I'm choosing every moment. And when you forget, you have the jewelry to remind you. And that's my dream. <laughs> and you're living it and you're doing it. And it's just absolutely, it's so beautiful. You can't see it on the screen, but I mean, it's just all yellow. I love the bright. I love how bright the chair and everything that's there. I absolutely love it. And I think that when it comes to the light and you talk about like being the light, that is another anchor in my brain that I think of. And so many times what we don't realize is that when we dim our light, we are not allowing someone else to see what's possible for them. So, right. When you dim, like shining your light, it's so funny. Cause we think of it as somebody I've had clients say, it's this ego thing. I feel uncomfortable with that. I'm like, what if you look at the light that it's actually shining through you as opposed to on you. And yeah. now someone else sees what they can do. Like you can change someone's life when you truly use your gifts and stand in that space. And that is exactly what you're doing. So I absolutely adore you and I love everything that you're doing. Exactly what you said. Thank you. I oh, I love it because that's one of my phrases I always say. Wear Valencia key jewelry, shining your light so bright that it inspires others to shine with you. What the tr I give this analogy because I'm an analogy girl. <laughs> Same. Imagine when you go to a dance place, a dance party, a club, if you will, just fill in the blank dance place. The floor is empty. The music's amazing. And everyone's in their chair, like lightly moving, like looking at everybody else and lightly, lightly, but nobody's on the dance floor. I've done it for, since I could be on a dance floor. I'm the first one out to the dance floor. I don't care who's on the dance floor. I got to get my life on this dance floor. The music is telling me to get my life. So I'm going to listen to the music. I'm not going to listen to what people aren't doing and why they're not on. I don't care. I'm getting on a dance floor. So I go on the dance floor and I just start living. I just start radiating to the music. I look around the dance floor's pack two, three minutes later. Why? because I chose to live out fully and it told someone else, well, I got that in me too. Yep, I <laughs> can do the same thing. automatic. We are creatures by visual triggers. Mm -hmm. We need proof sometimes. Be the proof in life. Be the light to be the proof. And then you will bring so many people that you won't even know. You won't even have a record of who you're blessing if you choose to bless the world with your life. 
That is so beautiful. Seriously, that is just so, I love the visual and I loved every single thing about it. And I, I just, yeah, I absolutely love this conversation. You have, I will have all of your links in the show notes. I'm going to have everything there. I know that you have a, you have a promo that is in, yes, I will tell us about that. Yes, please. You'll have a link. My website is www.valenciakey.com. Follow this link and connect with me. I think it's so important. You know, I talked about connection earlier. I think connection is power. So when you put your email in, don't be skeptical. I literally, when I send emails out, yes, you'll see a picture of my beautiful jewelry, but I will always, I commit to you. I will always have a word of inspiration in my email for you. It's my mission to give. Mm -hmm. And so I want to connect with you in a way that I'm always in random ways, pouring some love and light into your heart. So put your email in. Of course, I'd love for you to radiate in this world wearing Valencia key jewelry so we can bring yourself along and bring others along. And in that link, that special link, you'll get a wonderful um, discount of 35% off once you fill in. And if you give me, I'm always learning too. as much as we pour out, your words will pour into me. So if there's words or anything that just really blessed your spirit, pour it into me in that link so that I know that this is blessing people and I can really hone in as I share more of my words to other people. Because I really want to be a blessing in this world as much as I can. So I'd love to hear anything that touched you so that we can keep touching other people so you can also be a vessel. I'll allow you to pour into me so then I can pour out to more multitudes. And that's the beauty of ultimate giving and abundant blessings. Like we're blessed to be a blessing so that we continue to bless. Mm -hmm. So that would just be a wonderful blessing um, if you do that in uh, Valencia Key, but use the link. And then I love connecting on social. I think it's a wonderful thing. If you use social, you know, I talk a lot, so I'll be really quick on this topic. Oh, good. Social can be positive or it can be dangerous. And so I ask you when you connect with me that we're connecting in a love connection. You're not a follower. You are a person that is connected to me in heart. And so I will be connected to you in heart. And my prayer is that you look at my personal Instagram is at Leah, L-I-A, Valencia Key. And then my business is at Valencia Key Design. And so many people say they go to my jewelry Instagram just to smile. Like they look at it and they're like, it's just light. You see people of all hair colors, all skin types, just just smiling and just radiating. And it inspires you to radiate too. And then if you connect with me on my personal, it's, I'm always going to give you a joy nugget. I'm, I love a good joy. So I want you to go and be like, I need some joy in my life. I know who to go to. Boom. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I can bring some joy in your life. And that's the purpose of social media is not to compare. Mm-mm. It's not to put your pl- yourself in a place of others. It's a place of inspiration, though. I think it's beautiful to be inspired by people. And when you see what people are doing, it's what we've been talking about the whole time. Use it as a place to be inspired and say, oh, if she can, I can. If he can, I can. If that's a trigger that you like, then they are just showing you it's possible. 
So let's live in that back and forth energy together so we can always be connected. I love it. Oh, that is, that is, I love that. That is so good. And that's, that's where the ripple effect comes from, right? Like that is literally where that comes from. And so many people will say, well, social media, I just don't like it. And I'm like, well, it depends on how you use it. I have, I have connected with some of the most incredible people over Mm -hmm. social media. Do I delete or block people on a regular basis? Sure. If the energy (laughs) doesn't feel right, I'm like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Because you don't want that energy in your life. You should build your social media page around all the beautiful energy that you want in your life. Yes. And remove and block out all the energy that you can't take or makes you not feel good. If something's not making you feel good, you got to separate yourself. That's another thing. Look your right, left, front and back of you. And who's pouring in? Who's lifting you up in energy? And who's draining you in energy? Mm-hmm. And then I'd ask you to fill in the rest of that answer. (laughs) Because if they're draining your energy, find out there's some people that are family and I just can't. Jamie Kern Lima always says this, who learned this from Bob Goff, another of these amazing. Yes. If they say, turn the mic down on them. Like you may not separate yourself, but you know, well, I'm not, I can't. I'm going to turn the mic down on that. I'm going to give a little space and time just so you can always be radiating in your best possible light. And then in this social media and everything in the world, like we said, it's dealing with the choices of mindset. How do I want to, what is my mind deciding to engage in this fill in the blank? And if your mindset is of a positive way, then your intake will be positive. Gold. Absolutely gold. And it's so intentional how you choose to use social media. So I absolutely love that. I have a question for you. And part of what I have done is like, I really talk a lot about learning how to own your story, stand on your story. It's not a case of everything that has happened to us has made us who we are. So we can't love who we are and hate every single thing that happened to us because it doesn't work that way. Where you are now, like how is your life different because you truly do own who you are? Like you own who you are, you own your experiences. How how is your life or how do you imagine your life is different now because that's how you show up? Yes, I feel that the difference happened actually way back in the beginning of the story of my early age. Because before I was following, before I was being pulled and tugged by what my environment was telling me to do or showing me to do. And I was just doing these things because of, and that was hard. I felt horrible. I I felt less than, I felt lack. I, I just, it was a horrible space as a young person. And then when the light was turned on to choose Literally now, I live in Leah Valencia Key. Every moment and step, if I don't like something, I will find a pleasantry way to say I don't like it. (laughs) If something agitates me or it's not feeling good to me, I find a way in love, maybe in sternness, but in love, not not in a way to pull someone else down. I'm always trying to also be conscious of people. I'm not going to always win on that. You probably find people that said I wasn't perfect. But in my overall concept, I'm always not only conscious of myself, but I'm also conscious of how others are going to be affected by stuff. And so I always want to make sure that I'm not blowing harshly to pull someone down, but I also got to make sure that I address what I need to address. 
And so how do I do it? Like, how can I do this hard thing or say this hard thing in the most loving thing? And I got to do it immediately. Like I got to, if it took me there today, by tomorrow, I got to address it. Because that's how I'm able to show up for everything and for my own self. And it's a beautiful way because I'm not walking through life weighed down. Right. Like, how do you feel so light? Well, I'm not weighed down. If something gets me, I address it. If I'm worried about something, I pray about it. If I if I'm struggling with something, I I I try to handle whatever's inside of me to my joy point. Not external, my joy point. And then once I say, okay, where's my joy in this? Where's Leah's comfortability? What does Leah stand for in this? And I say, oh, okay, this is Leah. This is all pure Leah. Ooh, that's probably not going to look good to fill in the blank or to the world. Then I say, okay, so how does Leah allow Leah to be Leah, but then allow it to be a softer blow to the world? Okay, well, then I don't have to say that. That's harsh. I don't have to mention that. That's extra emotions, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, here's the core of the fact. Okay, I just delivered that part. Yeah. And, and and you have to accept it because I'm just talking about me, right? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. And then if you don't accept it, then I know then we got to course correct on interactions or who I'm around or what I say. But it's really dealing with yourself and showing up for you. you have to not for others, yeah. for you. In the way that it doesn't pull others down. And it's the most freeing, beautiful, hard, (laughs) struggle bus, life, but still joy that I've ever known. So I love, it's a little small example, then I'll stop, is I start to realize on this journey of life um, about college nothing, had no money, trying to work. And I still wanted to have fun. And all my friends would like to go out to eat. And they would always go out to eat. And everyone's going out to eat. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense because I got to save money. I don't have, I can't do it all. I've got to pay rent. I don't have a mother to stay in my mother's house. I have no, I literally don't have anyone. So my finances have to be okay for me. And I realized restaurants wasn't joy for me. It was actually depleting me. So I decided to show up for me. And every time my friends would ask me, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going. And and here's why. And I'm sorry if you think I'm not the best friend. And every time they were asked, no matter what reaction I would get, like, oh, you're not. And, you know, everyone has their own perspective. Oh, you're being a buzzkill. Oh, you're being cheap. Oh, you just don't want to have fun. That's all fine. I don't even allow that to penetrate my spirit. Here's what I will do. Now you find something free for us to do. Count me in and I promise I'll be the life of the party. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, not showing up. That was so freeing for me. And now my friends, if you train people how to treat you, first of all, you got to know who you are and what you love and who you are. And once you train and teach people your love language and how to treat you, people will respond in that way over time. That, oh, Leah doesn't do restaurants. 
they'll maybe even send me an email like we know you're not going but <laughs> perfect thank y'all for the invite not going have fun and and it becomes this joy fun thing versus this tug and pull thing so teach people how to love you and i promise you they'll love you that way and if they don't then you know you got to move <laughs> away from you have to move you do and i i love i love that story that is like boundaries 101 like boundaries are that self respect piece it's okay mm-hmm that you, maybe you don't like doing something that everyone else is saying that they love. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know. But it's a case of really respecting that. And I think when you do that over and over, you're exactly right. You teach people how to treat you. And if they are not the people who respect those boundaries or respect who you are and what is important to you, then maybe they're not your people and that's okay too. You don't have to change them. That doesn't mean you you don't have to dislike them. You don't have to change them. Like, it's not like, oh, let's not. It's like, here's what I want. And you you can love them from afar. You can love the world. Like, there's something happening in the world that you're not about. You don't have to be of it. But you don't have to hate it. You just can love it from afar. You can pray from it from afar. And you can still live in your own space taking power of your own space and of who you are. And to me, again, that's a life of joy. Mm-hmm. Standing up truly for who you are is so beautiful. It's been wonderful in my world. So I hope that was a nugget oh, for someone. Honestly, I, I don't have, I've just built this big like tower of Lego bricks of nuggets that you have shared. <laughs> it's just, it's so, Send so them to me. If you have quotes that you got, what I, I say these random things, but if you took quotes and like, you're like, oh Leah, this is it. I love to receive an email. I <laughs> just like, cause I, I get to like reshare them places and I'll take there's so many, trust me, trust me. Like just even in this time, there's so many that I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this episode to come out. So I honestly, I have absolutely loved our connection, our conversation, how much you've shared, how much light you poured into everybody today, how you were vulnerable and really just shared that journey of what you have created and what was possible. And really just by breathing life, speaking life into everything that you wanted and then saying, yes, those like micro millimeter changes has led you to where you are. And I just, honestly, I adore you. And I'm so grateful for this connection today. I adore you. I love you. I'm honored, grateful for you and everyone else who's listening. I'm honored that you allowed me to pour into your hearts. Even if it was one little word, I'm grateful. And the last phrase that I'll leave you with is in all things, choose light. In all things, choose light. No, no matter what darkness comes, people can be dark and they bring dark things to you and your human self wants to rile up <laughs> and bring darkness back. I ask you to check in with yourself and say, but how would I bring light? Mm-hmm. And that will be life-changing for you. It really will be. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes. And please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.